Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. 2 Kings 20 chapter, verse 1-7. And it reads, in those days, I'm reading from the Amplified Version, in those days when Sennacherib first invaded Judah, Hezekiah became deathly ill. The prophet Isaiah, the son of Amaz, came and said to him, Thus saith the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die and not recover. Another version says, you won't survive this. As if he's been ill before or been through things before, but the prophet came and told him, set your house in order, you shall die and not recover. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord, saying, Please, O Lord, remember now with compassion have I, how I have walked before you in faithfulness and truth and with a whole heart entirely devoted to you and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Before Hezekiah, before Isaiah had gone out of the middle court, the word of the Lord came to him saying, go back and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people. Thus saith the Lord, the God of David, your father, ancestors. I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Behold, I am healing you. And on the third day, you shall go up to the house of the Lord. And I will add 15 years to your life and save you and this city, Jerusalem, from the hand of King Assyria. And I will protect this city for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. Then Isaiah said, bring me a cake of figs. And they brought it and placed it on the painful inflammation. And he, he being Hezekiah, recovered. I want to preach a very simple message. Staying in the series, The Upgrade, I want to preach, get your house in order. I want to preach, get your house in order. This is a straight word from God. It's a straight word of God using the prophet Isaiah to speak to King Hezekiah. Hezekiah. You don't have to wonder what God is saying. There's times when people sort of get prophecy or get a word of the Lord. They go home and they ponder and they wonder and they're not sure what the word means. Sometimes the word of the Lord is almost like a riddle because sometimes prophecy can be given almost to make you think and to ignite your faith. And sometimes you have to go home and meditate the deep sayings of God and what God is really trying to do in your life. 
Have you ever been to the place that God was doing something, but it wasn't totally clear? You know it was God, but this is not the case. The case here is a straight word from God. It's a straight word from the prophet Isaiah saying, get your house in order, set your house in order, Hezekiah. And this ain't time for you to wonder about who's speaking. It's God speaking. Everybody say, it's God speaking. It was God speaking to Hezekiah. And sometimes when God speaks to us, we got to get out of this place of wondering who's speaking. Tell somebody say, God is speaking. God is speaking. And the prophet Isaiah is speaking with boldness, a very strong word of God. I want to say even during this time, while things are cloudy in the world, we cannot be afford for things to be cloudy in the church. We need clarity like never before. I'm going to say it very clear. Although things are cloudy in the world, they're not sure if you should wear masks, if you vaccinated or if you shouldn't. They're cloudy. They're not sure about what to do. They're trying to do their best. I'm not fussing out totally about what their profession is. But the world is cloudy. But the church cannot afford to be cloudy. You got to have clarity in your life and clarity with God. You got to have clarity about who you are and where you go. You got to be clarity, be clear about where your connection is in this time. I'm serious about it. I told you all, I believe God's going to bless this church. I believe God's going to raise up this church. But I'm not here to raise no money. I'm not here to raise no offerings. I'm not here for that. We got to do things for God. God, God has got a vision. All that kind of stuff. But I'm not here to take money out your pockets. I'm not here to, to rob and to steal. No, 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 no. You ought to give and be a blessing. No, no, but I'm not here for those purposes we have a clear mission to do the things of the Lord and what I'm trying to also say you got to make sure your connections in this season are clear if you're going to church go to church now come on if you're, if you're part of the church be a part of the church come on it's time to get some clarity in our lives some clarity on who we are and where we're staying come on we don't need no blurred lines what if Hezekiah in this moment where it's too critical he's being blurred about the message of God the message of God from the prophet is clear it's to set your house in order because what you're going through the prophet says you will not make it out of you're going to surely die you're going to surely die and there comes a time where we got to start having a urgency about life some of us are just lollida every day where our life never changes we never go through change cycles we never get our eyes never get wide open that we learn that we have to get serious about life we just lollidying tootling through the fields and it's wonderful that you are carefree but every once in a while you should be mission focused every once in a while you should be telling people I got things to do I ain't got time to chatty chat all day I ain't got time to be scrolling down the timeline 
and looking down on social media there should become a place in your life where you recognize as much as I don't like to fast it must needs that I fast although I don't like to turn down my plate something is going on that I got a sense of urgency some of us never can see a 911 in our lives we are casual with everything we are slow with everything and we never recognize when it's time to step up because it's urgent to hear what's going on Hezekiah recognized this is urgent it is God talking he may be using the prophet but it's God talking yeah, God is talking here. And what happens when God comes with a word that says, get your house in order because you're not going to live much longer. Uh-huh. What if the Lord told you that your days are shorter than you think they are? I said, what if the Lord the one who created your days see we get here in the earth and we think we created our days we think we numbered our own days but what if the Lord who knew you would be here what if he said your days are shorter than you think what if he said you wasn't going to live longer than you think you live? What if he told you all the things you had on your bucket list you weren't going to get to? What if he told you all your ambitions that you had in life wasn't you weren't going to get to? I'm sure Hezekiah had a vision laid out as a king. He can't be a king administrating people. People don't respect leaders without vision. People don't connect with people who don't go nowhere. People don't connect. He could never give walk in his authority as a king if he didn't have vision so we believe this man has vision he wants to see tomorrow he's planning for tomorrow but what if God tightened your chain and told you that you may not live as long as you think and your days are short I want to say this what then will be your priorities what what then don't really mean much anymore what then are you worried about now that all of a sudden it don't drop down on the priority list who are you worried about so much that now that God can tell you you potentially don't have as much time to live that they're no longer important what person are you so worried about you talk about you can't live without them you act like you can't grow to the grocery store without them some people call themselves in love you ain't in no love love have covenant that allows covenant while we're still separated meaning I ain't with you every time I go to the grocery store not physically but heart wise you're everywhere I go some people call themselves being in love you ain't no love y'all look half crazy come on come on now y'all can't barely get up and go to work and stuff talk about you love each other no no love gets up and go to work and say I'll see you later bless you honey come on talk about who who would not be as important 
if God told you wasn't going to live as long I'm not trying to sadden you about your vision at all this morning but I am trying to pull your chain God is trying to tell us and I want you to pay attention that something is happening in the earth the days are getting shorter I said the days are getting shorter I said the days are getting shorter and every day you live you better start counting it a blessing I said every y'all ain't hearing me this morning I said every day is a blessing and the days are getting shorter we know there's been a lot of loss but there are people leaving the earth at record numbers there are people just passing away in the middle of the night there are people just slipping out of here people we thought we would go on cruises with people we thought would show up at our wedding but I'm telling you something is happening in the earth where the days are getting shorter but some of us are still walking around with our head in the sand we don't see the signs of the times we don't recognize what's happening around us and God is trying to get our attention God is trying to get our attention so we can start living with more restraint so we can start living a little more focused right what would be your priorities and I'm gonna say this whatever you're gonna do in this season you better just go ahead and do come on whatever you're gonna do if you've been living life not wondering if you're gonna get married or not and y'all been living together dating together had children together done been through the storm together and the rain together you better go ahead and make up your decision whatever you're gonna do you better do it in this season whatever you're gonna do for life you better go ahead and get it done you better stop procrastinating about everything if it's important get it done because the days are short these days are short also mean we are in times of acceleration Sometimes prophetically people talking about your life is being accelerated. But what that also means is you got to get to things much quicker. Things are being accelerated, accelerated. You got to get to some conclusions in your life much quicker this time. You can't be lolly. I'm telling y'all, some of y'all been taking five years over one decision. Some of y'all been taking 10 years over one decision. You've been dragging it out, but if it's going to be done, you better hurry up and get it done. If it's priority, if it's of God, you better get it done. I'm telling you, the time is going faster. It seems that life is just slipping out of people's hands. Oh, this ain't time for you to get depressed every time somebody try to get you focused you get depressed every time somebody try to get you to focus on what's important you get depressed why because everything in life ain't exciting everything in life in life don't make you feel good everything in life don't make you skip and jump there's some decisions you got to grit your teeth but you got to make it there's some times you got to stand up and go through what you got to go through and some of us can't make critical decisions because we kiki in and ha ha in all the time and all because you kiki in and ha ha in all the time with people you lack the ability to focus and you hadn't made no accomplishments yet and you ain't got nothing done yet and your life is so far behind because you're always playing hot scotch and patty cake with people and you haven't done what God called you to do you haven't been where God told you to go because you're growing up too slow 
you're growing too slow every time somebody makes you try to get you focused you cut up and you know that so-called intervention and one thing you notice about the show intervention and I don't take it lightly because people's get their lives get out of order time they get into an intervention session they start blaming everything they blame their mama they blame their daddy they blame everything and they never start focusing on what they need to do I'm telling you you can't keep putting everything off you can't keep think putting everything Hezekiah hears this straight word from God saying get your house in order point number one a straight word from God point number two what is your response what is your response Matthew 11 12 through 19 says from the days of John the Baptist until the kingdom of heaven until now the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent take it by force for all the prophets of the law prophesied unto John and if you receive it this is Elias which was to come he hath he that hath ears let him hear but where unto listen to this where but where unto this is Matthew 11 verse 12 through 19 listen to verse 16 but where unto shall I liken this generation how do I describe this generation it is like unto children this generation never grows up they are immature and they're like children see children have to be taught what is dangerous it's one of the first lessons that as parents start teaching love to children then they have to come back and the child get confused by the next lesson because they have to tell them after they teach little children about love children get confused because the next lesson is called stranger danger everybody don't love you everybody not here for your safety everybody not here to embrace you with the right embrace so now parents first teach love be nice be kind then now they have to teach them beyond being a little child who skips around being happy all the time and now they have to give that child a sense of judgment a sense of watching with their eye a sense of being able to judge character and sometimes you can't judge character because you can't see the inside so all that you can see is the outside but if somebody looks strange treat them like they strange stranger stranger danger now you got to teach them how to be more than just a playful little child who plays with a toy you got to teach them there's times to run for your life there's times to hide there's times y'all ain't saying nothing to fight but this generation plays all day this generation never know when to run to God this generation never know when to fight to devil this generation has no spiritual sense they don't know what time it is they're like children sitting in the marketplace in the markets calling unto their fellows saying we have piped unto you and ye have not danced we have mourned unto you and we have lamented what he said we done everything thought you get a response and you don't respond we pipe played the music you don't dance we mourn Okay, they sad. They're not dancing. We play music because they need to celebrate. Oh, we thought we had the wrong music. 
So we mourn because we thought they were mourning and they didn't cry. What's wrong? For John came, the Baptist, came neither eating or drinking. And they said he had a devil. So John the Baptist came to the earth. He wasn't eating and drinking. The Bible says he ate wild honey and locusts. Lived out in the wild. And they said, this man got a devil. This man ain't of God. He ain't got no message from God. Look how he dressed. Look how he talked. Then listen to this. Then the son of man came eating and drinking. So John the Baptist wasn't eating and drinking nothing. Wild locusts and honey. Y'all know what locusts is. Insects and honey. And, and then Jesus came sitting with publicans and sinners. Sitting at the table with people eating and drinking. And they say, behold, a gluttonous man. A wine bible. A drunkard, basically. A friend of publicans and sinners. And this is a little shade here. I'll go throw that in. But Jesus put a little shade in here. But wisdom. Y'all don't know that's holy shade right there. Oh, that's holy shade right there. Oh, that's holy shade. But wisdom is justified by her children. Meaning you can, when they think like this, you know they ain't a big following God. You know they ain't got no discernment because wisdom is justified by her children. If they were walking in the things of God, they would know where God is. But this generation is lost. This generation never can sense where God is. What you think is going on in this earth? We got a virus that we don't know how to fight. We got all kind of stuff and professionalisms. Professionalism are studying it and we still hadn't called no prayer and people still hadn't changed their lives what's going to be your response when Hezekiah heard this word from God the Bible said that Hezekiah turned his face to the wall nothing is mentioned about Hezekiah hesitating his first instinctive expression was I got to get along with God. I'm not about to sit here and start fussing with the prophet. You know, petty people get words from God and fuss with God's man. Petty people don't have no spirit be listening to me right now to my he ain't heard God. I came here to be inspired. You know, petty people ain't never been in the spirit a day in their life. Oh yeah, I'm on it to this morning. Yeah, yeah. But Hezekiah, he wasn't spending time trying to fuss about Isaiah being a prophet or not. He heard the word and he turned his face to the wall. He said, I, I need to get along with God. What's going to be your response? Let me tell you what's happening in the earth. The fear of God is leaving the earth. God been dealing with me. I can't tell you all of it this morning. But there's a few things that we got to fight for. Mother Paul, the fight is on. But we're going to win. The fight is fixed. But we're going to win. But you got to know we're in a fight. I said we're in a fight. And there are things that are leaving the earth. And if they leave the earth, that means we're going to really have a hard time because you don't know when Jesus is going to return. Let me slow down. Uh, let me slow down. See, if certain things leave the earth, that don't mean Jesus is going to come. 
people think Jesus gonna come and we're not gonna have to go through no tribulation and go through no no things. See, we need to keep this earth as preserved as possible until the day of his coming. That's why we gotta work the work of the kingdom. That's why we gotta be the salt, the salt of the earth because we gotta preserve the earth. Things are leaving the earth. God help me. I didn't think I was going to talk about it today, but I'm going to say it right now. What's leaving the earth? The fear of God is leaving the earth. The fear of God. People don't even pay no attention to God. People act like God ain't real. People pass by the church sticking birdies and cussing folk out. They have no fear of God. Even drunkards will tiptoe down the sidewalk on Sunday mornings by the church. They will even put their head down if they saw the saints walking out their cars going to church. They were at least had a fear of God that Lord I ain't right. I'm gonna tip by this household of faith. God don't even kill me while I walk by. I'm tearing this real fear. God don't kill me. I know I'm all wrong, but please don't kill me. The fear of God is leaving the earth. The other thing leaving the earth is the faith of God. The Bible says when the son of man come will we find faith. The only th- the other thing that's leaving the earth, I got to say it, I'll teach you on it later. The only thing that's leaving the earth uh, is the hunt. The hunt that is embedded in a man to be with a woman is leaving the earth. Oh, it's, oh, that's righteous for a man to hunt down a woman and say, girl, I want to marry you because it's a part of purpose. Why you think people get married every now and then? Oh, what's wrong? All these pretty beautiful women around here what's going on what's happening in the earth the the earth has gotten perverted and the hunt is leaving men it's happening with women too that women don't even want to be found anymore women are something that's happening in the earth the earth is twits and twirling and all corroded is leaving the earth what else is leaving the earth gender roles that's risking right now that there's no male or no female just wake up one day and decide who you are the bible says in the beginning god made man and woman he made a male and female Female, like a hand fits in a glove. God did it on purpose. You better grow up. I said, like a hand fits in a glove. Come on, God is the first biologist. God is the first one of anatomy. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I said, like a hand fits in a glove. He made them to fit together. These things are leaving the earth. They're leaving the earth at rapid pace. Things are leaving the earth. They're leaving the earth. But Hezekiah said, I fear God. Hezekiah said, Lord, he began to pray. And he goes back to remind the Lord. This is what I'm saying to y'all. This ain't about Hezekiah being such a bad guy. Because we like to think that the only people leaving the earth right now are people who are just terrible in sin. Oh no. People leaving the earth. So this ain't got nothing to do with you being so terrible. And that's what's so confusing and breaks our hearts. Because we think the wicked should be gone first. You know, you know the wicked. Now come on now. When we look at things that we think is fair, our hearts will get blocked up with what we think is fair. And we say that crazy knucklehead, he's a murderer, he's a thief. If anybody should wake up the next morning, it should be him. But there are sweet people going on to heaven. 
There are loving mothers going on to heaven. There are loving fathers going on to heaven. There are beautiful children going on to heaven. Innocent ain't done nothing to nobody. But their days have been numbered. And God is calling people home. So this ain't about Hezekiah being a bad person. So don't think this message is me targeting terrible people. God came to Hezekiah and said, Hezekiah, your days are just short. See, we think God is just talking to them because we okay. No, I'm trying to get you focused. God talks to Hezekiah. Let me get through here. Help me, Holy Ghost. Thank you, mother. Hezekiah gets in prayer. And he turns his face to the wall. When we tell you what turn your face to the wall means. It's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. I'm not focused on those behind me and what they think. Matter of fact, I turn my back to, I turn my back to the wall. But my face is facing the wall so I can focus on you. But my back is turned on the world. My back is turned on my past. My back is turned on everything else. I'm yeah, but I'm focused on you. And when Hezekiah turned his face to the wall, it means he is he has an ultimate focus. And he ain't worried about nobody else's opinion. See, some of y'all can't make decisions because other people's opinion has outweighed what God is saying. You don't, you don't get shaken up until your best friend say something. You don't get shaken up until your kung boom buddy, until your frat brother say something. But when God speaks, you don't do nothing. You're stubborn. You're bullheaded. Hezekiah turns his face to the wall and he began to pray. Not to boast, not to talk about who he is, but he brings up everything he tried to do. He said, Lord, I've tried to do everything in my best ability. This is not arrogance. This is not arrogance. It's humility. He said, God, I've tried to do everything you asked me to do. It's like saying, God, I don't know what's going on. It's like, God, I don't even know why you sent this prophet to me. They told me that my days going to be short. It makes him even bring up his, all the things he has done right. And it's almost like God is my goodness worth anything. God is my goodness. My, even his righteousness seemed like filthy rags, Lord. I'm bringing up everything I've done for you, Lord. I've tried my best to be a good king. I've tried my best to do this. I've tried my best. He's trying to plead with the Lord. He's not understanding like, Lord, what do you want? Why, why I can't live no more? Why I'm not going to recover from this? I don't get it, Lord. Why I'm not going to recover? I mean, why I'm not going to recover from this, Lord? You mean this is it? I'm not going to recover from this, Lord. He pleads out. He tells God all his resume but it's not out of arrogance it's out of humility he's not trying to boast he's like lord i've tried i've tried I've tried to honor my mother and my father because hey, 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 the bible says if you honor your father and your mother your days will be long upon the earth but lord you told me i ain't about to live through this oh, lord i don't understand you understand what it is when you start talking to the lord and start the bible's talked about let us come and reason with him see y'all don't understand there's a place in prayer 
that many times you can reason with the Lord and you can talk to the Lord about even what he said God I know you sent the prophet and ain't got time to talk about he ain't telling the truth God I'm just trying to say God I don't want to die right now God I don't want to go down right now I don't want to die right now I want to live Lord he began to put out his plea to God and reason with God let me tell you something about prayer with God when you start praying with your heart from God you can bring up all your sins but long as you do it in humility God will start reasoning back with you reasoning mean God will start compelling to you and some of us don't know how to open up while we pray somebody say they say pastor will you teach me how to pray I can teach you how to pray the Jesus taught his disciples how to pray but guess what if your heart not right you could be saying our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name but if your heart not right I can teach you words but if your heart not right it don't matter what you say some people say pastor teach me to preach I can teach you to preach but if your heart not right I can teach you to prophesy but if your heart not right Hezekiah gets in a place with God and he said God I don't know what's going on I don't know what's going on in life but I don't want to die I don't want this to be the end of my story and he's trying to appeal to God because he understands that the same God who said he was going to die is the same God who can say live he's the same one he's the same one some of y'all get all messed up that's why you never get breakthrough because when God tells you something you get an attitude you get all caught up in your emotions and your flesh but Hezekiah does his best to reason with God reason with God reason with God the Bible says he gets to a point after trying to talk to God talk to God he feel like his words are not working the Bible says he wept bitterly Lord I don't even know what else to say he just began to weep all week long I've been weeping I've been weeping for souls I've been weeping for lost people. I've been weeping for confused people. I've been weeping. He got to the place that words wasn't lining up. He's like, God, hear what my heart can't put into words. Oh, like when Hannah prayed, they said she thought she was crazy. Because it wasn't about the words coming out of her mouth. It was like, See, some of y'all ain't never let your heart talk. You're always talking from your mind. You ain't never got down to a deep place where your heart started talking. He said, I can't even get words out. He just began to weep, 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 weep. He began to weep. God, what's going on? What's going on in the neighborhood? What's going on in our government? God, what's going on? What's going on with this generation? What's going on, God? Shame us. Jesus what's going on oh what's going on what's going on you just getting weak God I don't know what words to say God I don't know how to get out of this I don't know how to change your mind but God what's going on you just begin to weep weep and weep weep and weep and weep 
weep. Some of y'all, I know you stuck because the devil got your emotions. <laughs> the devil got your emotions. <laughs> he began to weep bitterly. He began to weep bitterly. <laughs> Said, Lord. And as he began to weep and cry out to God, it says that the prophet <laughs> couldn't even get out of the courts. <laughs> and as the prophet was just exiting out of the courts, <laughs> God spoke back to Isaiah <laughs> before he could leave Hezekiah. <laughs> Hezekiah, see that showed you how quick Hezekiah got down on the face of God and Isaiah couldn't even leave the word of the Lord came back to Isaiah and God came back through Isaiah and he began to prophesy back to King Hezekiah he began to pray back to he began to talk back to King Hezekiah and God spoke another word back to King Hezekiah this is what he said to King Hezekiah he said listen he says, he says, look, go back. And some of y'all, God, to turn some things around for you. If you get into a place that you begin to talk to him and cry out, there's some things will turn. I'm telling you, there's a, if you start praying with all of your heart, if you get out of your pride, get out of your arrogance, and get out of your resume, and get out of what everybody said you are, and get in the face of God, God will turn some things around. God will turn. Hezekiah, Hezekiah. The word comes back to Hezekiah. It says, God says to him, he says, I am healing you. Yeah. He said, I heard your prayer. I've seen your tears. I heard your prayer. I heard what you were saying. And when God said, I heard your prayer, I want you to remember, it's not just he heard what came out of his mouth. He heard what come out of your heart. Your heart has a sound. We know when you really mean business. We know when you get that thing lined up in your heart. God said, I heard your prayer. I heard and I've seen your tears. And he says, behold, I am healing you. I am healing you. He said, I'm healing you. And on the third day, you shall go up to the house of the Lord. Listen here. Let me deal with this. Give me a second. I got to deal with this. God is saying, we're in a climate right now where people have backed away from coming to church. As a pastor, I've given very godly guidance the godly guidance is wherever your peace is walk in it wherever your peace is walk in it meaning i'm trusting you to being discerning on what to do and how to govern your lives and i'm treating this place like any other place when i give that premise i'm treating this place a physical place like any other place but when you have the courage to go everywhere else. You shall have peace to work, drive over here to 1317 High Road. I said when you have the courage to go, I'm using the same premise for everything else. Now, if you're retracting from everything else in the world, then you're coming out to truth gather that 137 should match what you do in every play else. But if you, I'm, I'm telling you, but some of y'all playing around in this season. And this ain't the time to play around in this season. I'm going to say it like this. I'm coming to church in this season because of the way things are going. This may be my last Sunday coming to church. Yeah.
y'all playing with what I'm trying to tell you that's why I'm coming to church and because I do go everywhere else I come to church last night I went to a birthday party enjoyed myself at the birthday party wore my mask the whole time at the birthday party and if I got enough nerve to go over there with a mask I'm gonna come in here with a mask and so some of y'all while I'm saying that some of y'all playing around in this season and I'm trying to tell you stop playing around in this season stop playing around in this season yeah you hear it in the spirit I can't even get my words out for some of y'all. Let me finish. He says, Hezekiah couldn't go to church because one of the things that happens when you're sick in the Old Testament is don't go to church. Same thing we do now. Sneezing, coughing, not feeling good, stay home. And if that's not strong enough for you, stay home in Jesus' name. When they were sick in the Old Testament, it was a sign that you were going through something. And it also meant that many times we don't know if you are cursed. So stay away from the house of God till you get your stuff straight. Because we're not sure if the disease you're dealing with is because you are disobedient and you got a curse on your life. So they're saying, don't come up in this house of God if you got a curse on your life because we don't want the curse on you to get on us. So what happened in the Old Testament, how they approached diseases and, and, and things of that nature, and it didn't matter what it was, if it was foreign, if he had a boil on your leg. They said, don't come up in this church. They don't come up in here and worship. You stay home till you get through that thing. Just like with the woman with the issue of blood. We don't know what's going on with you, woman, that you, you got, you always running in blood. We don't know, but you stay away from us. And when you come outside, then you got to say, unclean, unclean. Y'all understand what I'm trying to say? And so being, let me, let me sit down a second. Let me, let me digest this. Because we got too many people who are out of church because they church hurt. And, the re and you are sick because the sign of being outside the church meaning you suffered from a sickness. Because when you're well, you come to church. When you're well, you come and worship. When you're well, you come and gather with the saints. When you're well. So the sign when people don't go to church is because they hurt or sick. And God is trying to straighten up this plague that's happening in the church called church hurt. Well, let me slow it down. That church hurt. And God is saying, those who are not going to church because you church hurt, and I'm speaking broader than truth, gather whatever church it is, God is saying, when are you going to get well? When are you going to get well? You know, there's a young man who hurt his shoulder playing football. Hurt his shoulder playing football, and the team medical physician Gave him some instructions on what to do. How to remedy that thing. Well, person got hurt again. 
Parents reached out to say, hey, child hurt again. And what are we going to do? Take him to the doctor? Say, no, no. It ain't nothing wrong with your child. Your child got hurt, but I gave your child instructions to get over it. And your child hadn't done nothing I told them to do to get over what they've been through. And the reason that they are hurt is because they never practice healing. And there are people in the body of Christ still talking about church hurt. And, and it's your fault, the Lord says at this point. Know why? Because you had moved forward with instructions of healing and you should have been recovered from your last crazy church. Let me finish here. I'm coming through. Let me come in from finish here. Because when you get well, you're going to get... And see, healing is also part of your responsibility. See, we get hurt and then we want to blame everybody who hurt us. But when you get well, you got to participate in your wellness. You can't get hurt and sit home and talk about, you know, I was in a car accident. I'm trying to make a point. I'm trying to make a point. I'm trying to make a point. And the reason you're limping and you're all messed up is you didn't ever practice healing. And it's your fault that you're still in that condition. It wasn't your fault that you got hurt. But what are you going to do about your soul? What are you going to do about your heart? And there are too many people crying about church hurt. And God's tired of it. I ain't finished with it yet. Because the first church you joined, second church, whatever it was, and the pastor was crazy, the leaders was crazy, they slept around with everybody, they took all your money, they broke up your marriages, all right, they got you, you didn't recognize, they started off good, all right, but you better remember, you chose to go to that church, you chose to go to that church, okay, things slipped, things changed, but at the same time, you moved away from them. You can't keep going around talking about church this and church that because everybody ain't going to hell. Everybody ain't living unholy. Everybody in church ain't stealing tithe. Everybody, every pastor ain't sleeping with the secretary. No, you can't keep blaming that one church on every other church. Come on, you've been to a bad restaurant with bad service. The first time you went there, they had bad service. You said, man, that was crazy. But you liked the food so much, guess what? Some of y'all went a second time. Now, the second time you went and they did the same thing to you the second time, if you go back a third time, don't you, go, don't you talk to me about that restaurant. I want to talk to you about you. I want to talk to you about why you keep connecting with crazy people. I want to talk about why you keep going to crazy churches. When are you going to grow up and get some discernment? Oh, let me fix this. God ain't finished. Give me a second. It's a one thing to be hurt. Church hurt. I understand it happens. But if you keep picking churches and every church you pick end up being a church or a church hurt, I ain't got nothing to say to you about that church. I need to talk to you on why you keep picking bad stuff. Why you don't have no discernment in your life. Come on, why you can't discern a godly person and a godly righteousness. Come on, you got to stop blaming everybody that you still hurt. God is tired of this stuff going on in the church. And the church and some of its leaders are facilitating some of this foolishness. Yeah.
Oh, it's time to get your house in order. I'm, I'm coming through. And, and, you know, and, the, and don't even practice biblical healing. Oh, yeah. Biblical healing says when your brother offends you. How you claiming church hurt and nobody ain't know what happened? You out of order. You out of order. The Bible says if you are offended, go to your brother and him alone. And if nobody don't know that you've been hurt, how could they correct the matter? You didn't even give them an opportunity to repent. You didn't even give them an opportunity to get it right. But you sit around here blasting every church. You out of order. The Bible says, listen to what the Bible is saying. When you get hurt, listen to this. When you get hurt, the onus is on you to start the healing. That's Bible. Go practice healing. Go to your brother. And if you, if you go to your brother and if you tell him of his fault and he repents, you've gained a brother. That means you don't walk around all day telling about he hurt me, he, she hurt me. The Bible says if he repents and are sorrowful, you've gained a brother. The second part of says, if you go to him and he won't listen, take a witness. Talk about church hurt. This is how you clean up church hurt. You deal with the matter. Bring the witnesses to the table. The people who know all the stuff. Instead of having church gossiping over foolishness and dancing over mess for years. And people don't talk to each other. And they got all kind of stuff going on. And we expect people to be saved, healed, and delivered. And we know we ain't talked yet. The Bible said, leave your sacrifice at the altar till you be reconciled with your brother. He said, oh, no, you sit there. He said, take a witness. Well, let me tell you all about how to get rid of church hurt. He said, take a witness. You know, no, meaning we ain't done with this thing. See, you can't be a coward and expect to be healed. Healing takes guts. I say healing takes guts. You keep being a coward. You're never going to get over what you've been through. It say take a witness. Then it say if you don't, the witness on here, take it before the church. And if that person don't deal right with it and repent, the Bible says mark them and let them be like a castaway. See, there's a different type of church that's written in this Bible that we don't talk about. See, the church is always getting sad about who leaves the church. But the church in the Bible kicks people out the church. I know y'all soft about it. I know, but the Bible has a protocol for handling situations. And if you won't do right about the love and the unity, then the Bible says mark them and they're no longer welcome to be a part of the body. The Bible says, mother, see, I don't like Bible. And that's why the church can't get healed. But when you get well, tell somebody you're coming back to church. God heals him. And when he get healed, he come back to church. Come back to church. Let me finish right here. And I'm going to pray. He comes back to church. And I want you to notice. And I've been saying this and I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. Thank you, Sister Trace. I appreciate it. Get your house in order. He says, he said, I'm healing you. And in three days, you're going to go back to worship. Then Isaiah, listen. Isaiah, the prophet... Say, grab the figs and make an ointment. And this means so much in a world that's grasping with how to recover this world. 
vaccine came out. We find out the vaccine is really a tetanus shot. This is me talking, Pastor Joe. You're going to watch me. It's me. It's me talking. That's me talking. That ain't what the physician said. The vaccine is a tetanus shot. And it don't total the efficacy rate, which is still good. Now, I'm not against the vaccine. I'll be fully vaccinated real soon. <clears throat> not against it. But just knowing what it is is important. Had y'all thinking that if you got vaccinated, you had to wear your mask. I'm tell y'all, you better mask up. I'm going to talk about some things next week. I don't know how God's been dealing with me. You better mask up around here. Let me just, you better mask up around here. You're going to have to learn how to live life right now for a season masked up. I know they want y'all to be comfortable. And they don't want to sound the alarm because they don't want panic to happen all in the boat. I can't, I'm trying to see how I'm going to release all of this. Because some of y'all suffer from so much anxiety, I don't know how to talk to you all. I'm going to talk to try to get you delivered next week, hopefully through the word of God. But some of y'all suffer from so much anxiety, I had to be careful. But you got to get your hope built in God in this season. Hear me what I'm saying. You got to mask up. I don't know how long we're going to be in this season, but you better mask up. They grab these figs and make an ointment out of these figs. They make an ointment, an oil, a medicinal oil out of figs and put it on it. I'm telling you, we better get back to the earth. Like never before have we finally found out that vitamin C works, that vitamin D works. Get outside a little bit. Don't be isolated. Get out your house and get some sun. Vitamin D. Get some zinc in your body. Learn some science. Get some minerals in your body. And if you're smart, you'll be understanding that you're taking vaccine every day. I'm going to say it one time because it went over your head. If you really get smart, you'll start learning that you're taking vaccine every day. What do you think vaccine made out of? I said, what is the vaccine made out of? Minerals, ingredients. What do you think they're made out of? Yeah, so take, yeah, you can get the vaccine. I'm telling you, I'm going to be fully vaccinated real soon. I ain't got nothing against it. I don't, I don't pray for me. Y'all got to pray. So you can do what you want to do, like I said. I'm not sure I'm going to be vaccinated three and four times or nothing like that. You can say what you want to say. I don't know if I'm going to be vaccinated. You want to keep praying. I, get, I was felt led of the Lord to get vaccinated. At first, I didn't. The Lord woke me up and said, get vaccinated. I went and got vaccinated. And if I get vaccinated again, it will definitely be the Lord because I don't plan on getting vaccinated every six months. Say what you want to say. It's up to you. It's you. It's you. But these figs healed his body. Y'all better hear the Holy Ghost. He was about to die with it. Sought the Lord. Got his house in order. And I'm talking to you about getting your house. God sent the same prophet with a word of deliverance and recovery. And all the prophet told him was take this fig, make an ointment out of it, and let that thing heal his body. And the boil, and the, whatever was in his body began heal. I've been teaching for years about figs. If you've been with Pastor Joe, you know what I'm talking about. I've been teaching about figs for years. It's in the Bible and God started magnifying figs. With Numbers 13, when they got to the promised land, they got pomegranates and they got figs. 
when Jesus got mad, the only time he ever cursed a tree, only time the creator hadn't ever cursed anything he created. He don't even want to curse you. He never wanted to curse. But the only time Jesus cursed a tree was a non-bearing fig tree. And I taught you what fig mean. It means faith in God. That's what it means. In that same scripture, when he cursed the fig, he says, have faith in God. And I'm trying to tell you, we got to get our faith back in God. We got to get our hope back in God. Come on, we got to stop trusting in everything CNN saying. Oh, I'm trying not to mess with it tonight. But I've been hearing a liar in the earth. I've been hearing a lie coming through the media. Y'all got to get the Holy Ghost. Oh, I can't mess with it today. I've been hearing the spirit of a liar. I've been hearing a liar. Even if you're telling a partial truth, you still lie. I've been hearing a lie coming through the media. You're lying. You're lying. You're lying. And I'm telling you, it's time for us to get back to the faith in God. Whether you get a vaccine, you better have your faith in God. Come on. Better you go to work, you better have your faith in God. When we lay hands on children and pray for every teacher, you better have your faith in God. They put this fig on them and this fig began to heal them. The fig began to change what Hezekiah was going through. Come on, stand on your feet and be done. We hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him.